0: The Lord be with you. Wow, was I blessed or was it something else? I was born in Kansas and moved a number of times before I was 13 years old as my father worked with a company that contracted with the United States Air Force, so we moved where Air Force bases were. We attended church occasionally, but not regularly when I was growing up, and I was not baptized as my mother wanted me to make that decision of my own later in my life. Years later, came to Chico State, graduated, and started to begin my first career as a college football coach. Worked a number of places in the years, trying to get better coaching jobs. And then while I was at University of Pacific in Stockton in 1982, we were awful and we were all fired. <laughs> so again, I was looking for a job. That landed me at Butte College for three weeks, where then, after three weeks, I secured a better job back in Southern California. But during that three weeks at Butte College, I met a girl. Now, she had nothing to do with me. I was the new guy, no interest at all, even though I tried. I asked her to help me teach a volleyball class, which was her specialty, and I asked her to, or she, she asked if I would help it attract me, and I did. I tried to bump into her, but no go. Too many things going on, too busy, whatever reason, I was out of there. So after that three weeks, I moved to Southern California. Now, in the reading today from Romans, why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Why do you despise your brother or sister? Now, the definition of judgment is the ability to make considered decisions or come to a sensible conclusion. There's quite a bit about judgment in the reading from Romans today. What day of the week do we worship God? What food do we eat? There's a lot going on there. Who are we to pass judgment on servants or others? Now, we all make judgments every day. Some big, some small. I think about some of the times that I've judged others, either in my own mind or out loud with words, and I think, how did I feel about these thoughts or words? Was I proud, embarrassed, or at times did I feel nothing? So back to my story. I moved to Huntington Beach, start my new job. Then in the summertime, I had a few weeks off. I come back to Chico, bump into this nice lady. And for somehow, this intelligent, smart, assertive, beautiful lady noticed me. I had a chance. <laughs> so we started this long-distance romance, having no idea where it was going to go or how long it was going to last. So after a couple of years, story moves forward. And it goes from dating, to exclusive, to a ring, an engagement, and a wedding date in July. Now, before the engagement, there were on-again, off-again times as in most, most relationships. And, but when we finally got back together, I thought, okay, this is finally it. We've made it. We're going to get married. And everything was good until we had the invitations addressed, in the envelopes, stamped, she could not put him in the mail. So imagine how we both felt. I, of course, being the very mature adult that I was, was furious, hurt. But she was not ready to make that lifelong commitment, not at this time. I know she felt terrible. I felt beat up, betrayed, but I was only focusing on myself, how I felt. I didn't once try to understand what she was feeling or what she was going through. But I had this feeling I wasn't the one for her. I was devastated like never before. I passed judgment rather quickly and rather harshly. I told my colleagues down south I was coming home with a secured wedding date or a brand new car. I went to Roseville, bought a new car, and drove to Huntington Beach with the ring in my pocket. So as I get back to Huntington Beach, I take the ring out. What am I going to do with this ring? So I had a Vaseline jar in my dresser in my bedroom. I put the ring in the Vaseline jar, put the lid. I thought, maybe someday I'll get to use it again. In today's gospel, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? Seven times? And Jesus said to him, not seven times, 77 times. And also in the parable, we heard about the slave who owed the king a lot of money. Now, he owed 10,000 talents. Now, a talent is a measure of weight, about 130 pounds. It's worth 15 years of wages, one talent. He owed 10,000 talents. He owed him over 150,000 years of service or wages. Now, how many of us have that kind of cash laying around, right? Right? So he begged and pleaded, and his lord did what? Forgave him the debt and released him completely. So this guy just won the lottery. So now he goes and he thinks, I need to get my money that my other fellow slaves owe me, which was some denarii. A couple people owed him 100 denarii. Now, a denarii is a silver coin worth about one day of wages. Still quite a bit, but not anything close to a talent. And he did the same thing to those slaves. He said, if you can't pay me, I'm throwing you in jail. So the king found out this was going on, and he was furious. He has that slave brought back. He has him imprisoned and tortured until he can pay his total debt. So the gospel ends with, So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. That slave had gained so much when he was forgiven, but he lost so much when he failed to forgive. I was about to make the same mistake. So when I go home with the ring, we don't speak hardly at all the first few months. As time passed, which was months, I realized that I really wanted this relationship to work. I really loved this woman. We started out phone conversations. Slowly they got better and better. And we were getting closer to getting back together. And the gospel says, forgive and forgive and forgive. Now, somewhere in the process of rekindling this relationship, I needed to forgive her. The woman that I love, I needed to forgive to move forward. Wisdom finally came true. I forgave her, and all the pain, the hurt, and the anger just sort of disappeared. My love for her was stronger than the negative emotions. Love went out. I can now just focus on the two of us getting back together. But what I didn't realize at the time is that all I was thinking about was myself. I never once thought about what she was going through, and then I realized, wait a minute, was it me? Was I the one that was holding this up? Was I the one that was building the wall between us? I was missing one big step in this process of fulfilling my lifelong dream of marrying this woman. I had to forgive myself. I needed to forgive myself to completely relieve the burden and to be able to love again unconditionally. I really never needed to forgive her. as She was honest the whole way through. She just wasn't ready at that time. I never thought to understand what she was going through. It was me. So I needed to forgive myself. Mostly for my attitude and my actions. Somewhere along the line, she'd already forgiven me. She was always way ahead of the game. Still is to this day. So after many phone conversations, we decide we're going to get together and meet in person. Now, at this time, though, where I was living with my two buddies in Huntington Beach, our house was broken into, and they took everything of value. I mean, TV, stereos, anything we had of value. I get home that day, and what do I do? I run to my bedroom, and there's a Vaseline jar still sitting on the dresser. I rip the top off, and thank God the ring was still inside. Who would have thought to take a Vaseline jar off some guy's bedroom dresser, right? Thank goodness. So a few days or a little short time later, on December 7th, we met. I brought the ring, and we got engaged and set a date. Two and a half months later, on her birthday, February 16th, we were married. Ironically, on the worst rain in a 100 years, the day the levee broke in Marysville and flooded the Peachtree Mall, that's the weekend we got married. That was our wedding day. So Carol, sitting right back here, my lovely bride of 37 and a half years. We have two children, Jake, 35, Cora, 32. Two grandchildren, um, Maverick and Silas, a third on the way. It's a little girl. Both our children are happily married, Jake to Michaela and Cora to Christina. Without forgiveness, I would not be here today. Carol, as a lifelong Lutheran, brought me into the church. I was baptized at 32 years of age. I was baptized in a church in Yorba Linda where Kim and Mary Schwader attended, and they might have been there that day. We still can't figure that out. Without marrying Carol, I'm not sure I'd be involved in the church. I know for sure I wouldn't be here today. Carol uh, Carol started attending faith when she was going to Chico State years ago, and both our children were baptized here. Pastor Carl did that years ago as well. I'm still an infant in my Christian faith and growing in life with Carol, children, grandchildren, and life in general. I think, how many days do I have left? How do I want to live those days? Through the process of preparing this sermon, I learned if I want to be forgiven for my sins, God demands I forgive those who sinned against me. And now am I perfect with forgiveness? No, and not even close. But this story of forgiveness and lack of reminds me I need to forgive and forgive and forgive. For our Heavenly Father to continue to forgive me. I'm not worthy of standing here today speaking to you unless I ask forgiveness and ask that of myself. This past week I had an outing with three of my very, very good friends. And we talked about a lot of things and joking and laughing. And then I told them I was doing this sermon. And after they gave me that look of sermon, <laughs> first thing they asked, what's your topic? And I said, forgiveness. And we talked about forgiveness. forgiveness. And we all came to agree and says, I'm sure he will, that forgiveness is hard. It is not easy. But forgiveness is a gift from God. Forgiveness gives you peace. And think about the Lord's prayer that Jesus taught us as we forgive us, as forgive our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness must be pretty important if Jesus put it in the prayer he taught us to pray. Forgiveness is Forgiveness lies in the heart of our faith in God and our love for one another. God teaches us that God's forgiveness surpasses both our deserving and comprehension of it. We have first been forgiven, must therefore and then upon forgive those who have wronged us. As this is the end of our series on Paul's letter to the Romans, let us remember to stop worrying about What different cultures have done to you, Jews and Gentiles alike, our neighbors, family, friends. We are all God's children. We all can ask for forgiveness. It binds us together in Christ. God wants to forgive others. We lose so much when we fail to forgive, but God gives us so much when we do. We need to forgive to be forgiven. I don't know where I'd be today without forgiveness. Thank God my wife Carol is and was and will always be smarter and wiser than I. She was always one step ahead of me. To this day still is. In the beginning of this sermon, I asked, wow, am I blessed? The answer is yes. With an incredible wife, children, grandchildren, two amazing daughters-in-law, a loving church, great friends, and a forgiving God. Forgiveness has made this all possible. I am very blessed. Amen.